The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank. With the Combank app, you can plan and stay ahead of your bills. It's called Bill Sense, and it's designed to keep you on top of your spending so you can focus on saving. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday, the 22nd of September. In your squeeze today, a socially distanced 75th anniversary for the United Nations, the FinCEN files, Tasmania's whale rescue mission, and Shits Creek blitzes the Emmys. This is your squeeze today. The 75th anniversary of the United Nations was an occasion that was meant to be marked by leaders in person in New York at this year's United Nations General Assembly. The aim of the UN, an intergovernment organisation, is to maintain peace and security among nations and achieve international cooperation, something generally involving a lot of face-to-face diplomacy to get things done. It's going to look and feel a little different this year, Claire. It's going to be basically another great big Zoom call and, of course, (laughs) that has really upset those diplomats who can't really do their job working from home. They say they've had their hands tied behind their back. That's because video conferencing is all good and fine, but there's no real interaction. Also, they're very concerned that all of their conversations are recorded and there's all sorts of security and privacy issues with that. They say also that a lot of that magic happens with nods and winks on the side where all sorts of very important conversations between nations aren't actually held in formal meetings. They're held via these connections that are made by people where they smooth over disagreements and progress matters of mutual interest. Of course, that can't happen over a Zoom call. There were a couple of big things that would have been on the agenda for this year if COVID-19 hadn't come to dominate so thoroughly. Topics like climate change and ongoing conflicts between nations. There were to be big climate change conferences this year, particularly in November. Also at last year's General Assembly, that emerging tussle between the United States and China was a big point of interest and a big point of concern. What's going to happen, though, at this General Assembly meeting? It's going ahead, but nations are sending in uh, short pre-recorded addresses from their leaders. There's no real sense, though, that any of those leaders will be hanging around to watch all the others post their videos. One person who hopes that leaders will be listening is the head of the World Health Organization, Dr. Tedros. He'll be speaking at the General Assembly and appealing for more money to deal with COVID-19. He has launched an appeal for US $35 billion to speed up the development of COVID-19 medications and vaccines. Also of discussion is Dr. Tedros's repeated call that big nations need to work together to help the world overcome COVID-19. Over to Israel now, and former school principal Malka Leifer has faced her 71st hearing, which has ruled that she is fit to be extradited back to Australia to face 74 charges of sexual abuse. That extradition may not go ahead just yet, though, Claire. No, there's still more legal routes for Malka Leifer to appeal. She can appeal the decision that came down yesterday. And if it's found at that point that she does need to be extradited, the Justice Minister needs to sign the extradition order. And that's something that can also be appealed by Leifer's team. The people, though, involved in this case, sisters from Melbourne who have been involved in this long six-year road to get Leifer to come back to Australia to face the court. 
courts say that it's a victory for justice and not just for them but for all survivors of abuse. The leak of thousands of highly secretive US Treasury documents show that some of the biggest banks in the world knew of and raised reports to officials about US $2 trillion worth of suspicious transactions, possibly money laundering or other criminal activity. The leaked documents, known as the FinCEN files, prompted a global piece of investigative journalism that's making a bit of noise, Claire. Look, chances are if you were anywhere near the news yesterday, you would have seen that there was a big story going around about leaked sensitive financial documents. And in short, what it's about is these files from the US Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, more than 2,000 of them, and it's dealing with a lot of money. We're talking about US $2 trillion moving around the world's financial institutions, potentially by criminals. Australia isn't immune to that. It's thought that more than $174 million was involved uh, in those documents. And of course, it comes down to big concerns that officials here have already flagged that there is an increase in suspicious transactions involving potentially terrorism, drugs and many other dodgy and dangerous links. While we're back home, Energy Minister Angus Taylor is set to address the National Press Club today on the long-anticipated technology investment roadmap for the energy sector. Look, what this is about is how exactly the government's going to spend its $18 billion on reducing emissions. Under the Turnbull government, there was a list of about 140 sorts of technologies that they were looking at helping through the National Energy Guarantee to lower emissions. But under this plan, there's plenty of reports about about it this morning ahead of this lunch. It's been narrowed down to just five types of projects. Those five projects are hydrogen, energy storage, low carbon steel and aluminium, carbon capture and storage and soil carbon projects. Heading to Tasmania now, a massive rescue operation is being planned after around 270 pilot whales became stranded just off the west coast. It's thought to be one of Australia's worst beaching events, 270 pilot whales, as you say. Uh, At least 25 of those have already died, although people who were there say that they're not really sure how many might have perished because uh, they're in water and the tide will start heading out today and that's where they're hoping uh, to be able to get the surviving whales off that sandbar and back into the open water. And if you were tracking the progress of the humpback whale who had swum 20 kilometres upstream in crocodile-infested waters in the Kakadu in the Northern Territory, just a little bit lost, after 17 days it found its way out safely and is continuing its journey onto the Antarctic. It was back in May that magazine Tatler published an in-depth profile on Catherine, the Duchess of Cambridge, made a swathe of claims that Kensington Palace took the unusual step of denying. Now publisher Condé Nast has been ordered to remove parts of the article. Look, I'm not judging squizzes, but when we posted the link to that original (laughs) article in May, it was one of the most clicked links we'd had that month. And certainly there was a lot of interest about what the goss was on Princess Kate, particularly in the 
wake of the Sussexes quitting royal life. If you tapped into these sorts of things, you might remember that it was that article that talked about Kate feeling very exhausted and trapped. It also made comments about her mother being a terrible snob and that her sister Pippa was just a tryhard, was particularly nasty. And it was so out there that the palace took the unusual step of denying the claims and the Cambridges then took legal steps. What's happened in a win for Kate is that big slabs of that article have now been taken down. It's still up online, but all of the offending pieces have been removed. If you didn't catch it the first time, there's a link to what's remaining of the article in the squiz today, and I'll pop it in your episode notes as well. We flagged yesterday that the 2020 Emmys Awards were going to be a bit different this year as the show pulled together 130 live streams to showcase a socially distant ceremony. The verdict was it was a little weird, but it went off okay. As for the winners, Shits Creek really blitzed it, Claire. It had a historic win. It took out all of the gongs in the comedy section for acting, for directing, for writing, uh, a really amazing achievement. I'm, of course, a big fan of that show and it was its Mm. last season. It sort of quietly bubbled away in the background for all these years and really came home with a bang. And of course, we've got a red carpet gallery, as much as a red carpet gallery as there was, some backyard Backyard, gallery. Backyard red carpets. Lounge room room carpets. Look, I'm impressed with anyone who decided to get dressed up when they were dialing it in from home. There were plenty who were a bit cash, but some people made a real effort. There was one actress I saw, she was in some fancy pyjamas, and I think that got my vote for best dressed. Absolutely. Claire, what's the song lyric you have for us today? Kind of links the Emmys to the United Nations. I've gone for a lyric from Ed Sheeran's Beautiful People, the lyric being, what'd you do and who'd you know? Only you could make that connection, Claire, but you got there. (laughs) That's all from us today. If you are enjoying The Squiz today, email or podcast, please do tell your friends about us or leave us a review. It's the number one way that we grow. Other than that, have a good day and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.